takes the timeout. Technical They're foul. Out of timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. The ball is tipped. One shiny podcast. Yes. We did it. College basketball is back. I'm Tate Frazier. Mark Titus sitting across from me. Titus. We're here. We got a podcast feed. We have a podcast feed called One Shining Podcast. And the response to the new name, Tate. Not so great. Not so great. <laughs> Not so great. People want to know, why you change the name? Teed Up was cool. Why did we change it from Teed Up? Answer number one. Yes. No one knows how to spell Teed Up. No. We get the, uh, they spell it like a golf tee. They spell it like we a golf tee. Yeah. And it was confusing. It was like, how do I find this thing? We don't know what's going on here. And not only that, they couldn't even search it in iTunes because it was on its own separate. Right. It, wasn't, it didn't have its own feed More yet. importantly, here's why we changed the name. It's a way to now figure out who were the original fans of our podcast. Yes. Because when Tate and I become super famous talking about college basketball on the internet, and we become... Strictly the just, internet. Yes. <laughs> And we just Nowhere blow else. up, and then people come up to us on the street and harass us, and they're like, "Hey, I'm a huge fan of One Shining Podcast." We wouldn't have known, you, you know, like who's the original fan, who's not. Now you switch the name, someone can come up and be like, "Hey, I'm a teed up. I remember I've been a fan since teed up days." And they're like, "Oh shoot, you're like a real fan then." Well, it's like if you're Kareem, right? And someone right. comes up to you and they're like, "I'm a big fan of Lou Alcindor." You're like, right. "Wow, yeah. you must have known That's me how before you know your I stuff. figured this yeah. whole thing wow. out." Yeah, you really know your stuff. So. Yep. We changed the name. It's just a it's just a little brand thing. I mean, like, you know, this is this is it's just, all branding. Like it's just if like, you ask Calipari, it's unless all about you're branding. in the industry, honestly, unless you're in the industry, you probably don't get it. Don't but care. like those of us in the industry, this is a big deal. These are these are these are big moments for us. So, so let's break this down. We got Capital J journalist, Mark Titus, Tate Frazier. We're gonna talk about college basketball all season long. And everyone does previews, right? We've seen all this. Everyone has previews. They tell you who to you know, who's gonna be first team, second team, third team, who's gonna be the coach of the year, all this BS. Yep. We're going to do our own top 25 teams, and it has nothing to do with the actual best 25 what is, teams. What is our criteria? The answer is we don't really know. These and maybe you'll like, figure it out. That's what, what we're hoping. What happened was Tate and I sat in a room, and we were like, "Let's. what are the 25 teams that you're most interested in? And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, I don't really know what I mean. Just Let's just hash out like 25 teams we like. So some of them are good. Some of them, not so good. But they are the one thing they have in common is that they are all basketball teams. And they're all colleges. And they're all at colleges. So... Do you want to get started? Yeah, let's do so it. So we're going to split this up into two pods. Today we're doing 25 to uh, team number 11. So then tomorrow we're going to release the top 10. Yeah. Really that's well it. thought out stuff here. One Shining Podcast. It's all happening. So let's get started, dude. Yeah. First team. And this is great. I mean, it just makes me happy to say the name. And that's the Pittsburgh Panthers. The Pitt Panthers. The old Big East is back and they're in our top 25. The big, the big question for Pitt this year is, are they the worst power conference team in the country? What it, is your answer? The answer is yes, and it's an unequivocally yes. And you know why? Kevin Stallings is still their head coach, right? That has not changed. He's yeah, still their head coach. That's that's one thing. <laughs> Kevin Stallings is here. We're talking still. about the difference between Teed Up and One Shining Podcast. <laughs> There's not a lot of differences. We still love Kevin Stallings. We still love the fact that 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 Kevin Stallings is um I saw in an interview he said this is his second first year. That's yes. how he's spinning it. He didn't say this is my second year at Pitt. He's like, this is really my second first year. They have what, like twelve new guys or something like that. Yeah, they have ten guys. Ten new guys. Ten new guys. Have you ever heard <laughs> of it? <laughs> It's like he basically was corralling people on the streets to see if they wanted to play basketball at Pitt. I read every interview of the players on Pitt, because there's a lot of Kevin Stallings interviews out there, not a lot of player interviews. All the players, they're like, I just want people on campus to know who I am. <laughs> every time I tell them that I'm a Pitt basketball player, they don't believe me. And poor Kevin Stallings is loving it. He's had a great year. He, had Stall- the, he was at the Pittsburgh Penguin Games. He right. was at he was been at he every Pittsburgh a, his, event. That's his happened. son got called up to the Pirates. Yes, his son was in the majors for I don't know if he's still Jacob in, Stallings for people that yeah. don't know. Um, he he was at a football practice at a pit football practice. And they had a pit. <laughs> someone took a picture of him punting a football. He at, at ACC Media Day he spun two basketball. He was he did the thing where he's spinning balls on each finger. Um, probably middle fingers. I wasn't really paying that close of attention. Absolutely. Probably, Just for yeah. the people. So Kevin Stallings is is living his best life, and he's going to win. I mean, if he wins two ACC games, is that is that success for him this year? Absolutely. So I there's would say so. there's only been one other team that's gone zero and eighteen. Well, not zero and eighteen, but that's gone defeated, completely defeated, no wins in conference ever in ACC since nineteen eighty seven. And Kevin Stallings can make history, Titus. And I think he's just buying into it. Who was the team? Do you it was. I don't even remember. Uh-huh. That's that's what he should go for. It was Boston College. It was it Boston College. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was the year Boston College. Yeah. They lo- they lost their uh, their football team lost yeah. every game. Their yes. basketball team yes. lost every game. Um. So one little thing I had in my notes. 
Pitt was 312th in America in turnover margin last year. Okay. They have no point guard this year. Yes. The guy that they're going to have play point guard is a freshman who's shoot first. So we're talking God, about a, I love this we're team. talking about a team that turns the ball over a ton, and their answer to solve their turnover woes from last year is to bring in a shoot first freshman point guard. Tate, what could possibly go wrong? A lot. And let's be honest, a lot went wrong last year. For people that forget, this is this is a favorite thing. People forget they lost by fifty five points to Louisville last year. <laughs> and Levance Fields, for people that don't remember Levance Fields, he's from like two thousand nine so, uh, Pittsburgh squad. Yeah, he tweeted all this stuff about yeah. Kevin Stallings wanting to get rid of him and everything. And uh, I don't know how they did can you, go any lower. Did you go into Levance Fields' history and see if you want to get rid of? He's a Jamie Dixon guy, so he probably didn't want to get rid of Dixon. But I feel so bad for. The pit fans that want to get rid of Jamie Dixon and get stuck with this. This is this is like a lesson in wanting your coach fired. The like, grass isn't always learn, greener. Learn your lesson from this. Yeah. The grass is not always greener. So um I feel I do feel bad for Pitt fans. I like Pitt as a program. I want Pitt to Pitt, Pitt to succeed. But Kevin Stallings is fun. He, Absolutely. Is, the Kevin Stallings era at Pitt is the gift that keeps on giving. So for people that haven't listened to Teed Up, Kevin Stallings loves softball. We learned this last year. You told some yeah, great yeah. stories about him playing softball. But I have a great little tidbit about their team. So one of their best players this year, his name is Jared Wilson Frame. There are two names in baseball that come to Wilson is the gloves that a lot of people use, the Wilson yeah, A2000. Okay. And when a catcher frames a pitch. so Kevin, That's Kevin high quality St- research, Tate. Good job. Kevin Stallings is going to kill it with this kid. This is going to be his favorite player. <laughs> I can't wait. Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> actually kill him like he said he was going to do at Vanderbilt that time. But... Uh, <laughs> It's going to be a really fun season. I can't wait for Stallball. So Pitt, Pitt, I the 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 a successful season at Pitt is don't be the worst team and don't be the worst power. Don't go zero and eighteen. Don't go zero and eighteen. That's what we're shooting for. Um, but it's going to be a fun ride. We're we're gonna we're gonna have our eye on Pitt all year. Uh, and good put luck. Your, put Godspeed. your hashtag out there. Yes, hashtag Stallball. That's my it hashtag. 20, it was twenty seventeen. Twenty seven Crean. It was last year. It was beautiful. I think I just think there should be like a hashtag so you can keep like. Tabs on all the things going on at Pitt, going on with Kevin Stallings. Like I don't know. Like when, when he when he's punting a football at practice, I want to know about this, and I need like a hashtag to have everything. So I don't know. Stallball is my idea. I don't know. Someone it's probably Carmelo Anthony's dream offense. Stallball. <laughs> um, let's should we move on? Should we go to twenty four? Yeah, all right. Twenty four, and this isn't even a team. This uh, is a, this is a this concept is more, that I brought up. It's definitely um, a concept. Like three years ago, was the Big Twelve is like the best conference in basketball in the sense that. The worst team can beat the second best team, but they, they never beat Kansas. No one ever beats Kansas. The only team that beat Kansas are Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Yep. That's it. Every Those single like year. The only team that ever sometimes there's a little Kansas State in there, which is like yeah, a Kansas shocking. State, or they like blow the it. They have yeah. a huge lead in Manhattan and they blow it. But that's it. So, but the point is, like, all the Big 12 teams are like as good as each other. And we know Kansas is going to win. We don't know who the second best Big 12 team is. Yeah. So um, that's who we have at 24 is the second best Big 12 team. And Tate and I disagreed on who the second best Big 12 team is because that's how Big 12 basketball works is no one can ever agree on who the second best Big 12 team is. Um, so we're going to hash it out here. So we had a little joke. And we're going to go through every team. Every single in the Big, in the Big 12. <laughs> and try to figure out which one is the second best. All right. So we did this thing last year. Kansas has won it, what, now 14 years in a who row, knows? right? I don't even know. It's a long time. So basically, I went back since the last time that Kansas lost, uh, and that was since 2000, right? Since they didn't win, or I think it was 2001. Texas won it five times. Oklahoma's won it four times. Texas A&M got it one year. These are all second place. This time they were in second. Iowa State got it one year. Missouri, West Virginia, Baylor. TCU never, but that's how many these, teams have finished. Like they've been, yeah, close. they've finished second to Kansas in the uh, in the Big Twelve. So that's how yeah. many teams are in play. So first up, should so we yeah, get- like so like I said, all the teams are in play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll throw them out there. This is this yeah. is my order of worst to first. Okay. Um, we're going to start with Oklahoma State. They basically are Jeffrey Carroll, who, yeah. who averaged like 18 points a game last year. Um, they bring back nobody else. They lost Phil Forte and yep. Jawan Evans. Yep. Um. Jawan Evans now in the Clippers. Phil Forte so, probably I mean, running a camp somewhere. They're going to suck. They, they got the FBI thing hanging over them. Mike Boynton, who played at South Carolina, is their coach. He's yep. 35 years old. Uh, Oklahoma State, what are your thoughts? Uh, they lost their coach. That's a problem, right? And then basically at this point, they're going to go on the downtrodden. Basically, Oklahoma State not in play, in my opinion. Let's not in play. On. They Should should they yeah. have hired Doug Gottlieb is, is, yes, the, is the burning question. Gottlieb wanted the job so badly. Um I can't. I couldn't tell if it was like shtick, like I was doing with Duquesne, but um, he wanted the job badly and didn't get it. And I hope someday to see Doug Gottlieb coach Oklahoma State. Uh, my second, my second worst team, Texas Tech. 
Do you think they're going to be the second best? You don't think that's no. not your take? Okay. No. Stop, stop me if I say well, I'm, who I'm you just, think going to be I'm, I'm asking all these people until we get into here's the my, Here's real my question for you. Do you know who Texas Tech's coach is? No. Is Nobody it, does. Is it Bobby Knight? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> does. Is his son? So here's the thing. The, the guy's name is Chris Beard. He yeah. was the coach last year. Oh, I do remember Two Chris years Beard. ago, he was at yeah. Little Rock. I looked up on his Wikipedia. Let's do a little Wikipedia rundown. Are you ready for this? Yes. We, at, he went to Texas when Tom Penders was the coach of Texas. Okay. His Wikipedia says he was the student assistant at Texas when he was an undergrad. That's yeah. like, that's the fanciest way I've ever heard anyone say he was a manager. Like he was wiping up sweat and getting filling up water bottles, and they called him a student assistant. Good for him. Um, he then, after he graduated, went to Incarnate Word and was an assistant coach. Was an NAIA school. He was there for a year. He went to Abilene Christian and was an assistant school, which was Division Two. He was a North Texas assistant for two years. He gets the head job at a community college for one year in Kansas. Then goes to was another, it Kansas Junior Community College? That's what we said a, we we're going to call a conference. It was, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. If Kansas won again, and they did. He then goes to a, a JUCO in Oklahoma for a year, and then he's a Texas Tech assistant for ten years. This but, is like the Odyssey. No, I, I'm telling you, like stop me when you've heard a school that ladies coached at that you've heard of. He gets the head job at South Carolina, uh, the South Carolina Warriors, I'm sorry, a semi-pro ABA team. Oh, that was an expansion team. Love that. I'm sure you know about yes, the South Carolina absolutely. Warriors. He goes to Mc- That's like the Wilmington Sea Dogs. He then, he's there for a year. He goes to McMurray, a Division three school in Texas for a year. This okay. is, by the way, I thought it was all- going to be Murray State at this point, no. but I guess not. He's still climbing. Then he goes to Angelo State, a Division two school, for two seasons in Texas. Okay. Then he goes to Little Rock for one year, and they win like 30 games and get like a nine seed or whatever it was. And No, they got like a 12 seed, yeah. and they won one NCAA tournament well, game. They, yeah, exactly. And then he got hired at Texas Tech. So long story short, this dude has like never had a job for more than two years, never had a head job for more than two years. He's like coached Division One for like three years. So he's basically the Brad Underwood of not-so-great programs and just keeps Yeah, he just up. keeps like bouncing <laughs> around. It's like, what, a, a what a life this guy's like. Yeah. yeah, I like it. So my next Big 12 team, <laughs> Iowa State. Yeah. Um, they... Basically lost everybody from their team. Yeah. Um. This is probably a rebuilding year. They did get your boy from Virginia, mm-hmm. Shayok, who I didn't even know transferred there until Mario three Shayok. years ago. Yep. Um. That's exciting. But Iowa State probably a down year for them. Yeah, definitely a down year. And like, if Shayok's the guy that we bring up, a guy that Tony Bennett was tired of for taking too many shots, I think that's something that probably is not going to be so great at Iowa State. A young. Team. You know what is still on the roster though is Hilton Magic. Hilton Magic, dude. They got the arena. <laughs> I, was remember, like, I was like, whoever that is. You don't is. remember Hilton Magic when they beat Iowa like two years ago and they stormed the court and the reporter broke his leg. Oh, yeah. Then and everyone Seth was like, Davis was on yeah. Twitter. Oh, like, yeah. Everyone's very upset. Clutching his pearls. Yes. Crying. And then comes to find out the reporter tripped over a wire. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the TV crew. It all comes back to the TV crew, not the students. The, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so my next team, so Iowa State's out. A little about uh, Kansas State. Are we, getting, are we getting warmer for you? Kansas State, Bruce Weber, last year his... It was found out that his parking spot at Kansas State's gym, the sign that said Bruce Weber parking spot was affixed to a trash can, which <laughs> the symbolism was amazing. People wanted him gone. Yes. He had to be gone at the end of the year. The purple jacket wasn't working. They they almost beat Kansas twice. They did beat Kansas zero times. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly they beat Wake Forest in a play-in game. And now Bruce and Weber, two-year contract extension. So he's 2021 now, right? He's through 2021, yeah. Congratulations. Next four years. I'm all about contract extensions for like meaningless games, especially playing games. It's like our boy Frank Haith getting a contract extension for Tulsa when he had the playing game a couple years ago. It's yeah. the same sort of deal. So I'm uh, congrats to Bruce Weber. So you're out on you're out on Kansas State though. Yeah, of okay. course. So, uh, next- but they've done it twice. They finished second twice. So good for them as a program. They, they won it one year. Bruce Weber won. Oh, the, yeah, the yeah 12, he tied. Yeah, yeah, he tied with. Yeah, 12, that's why he's still hanging on. He goes and sits down in those meetings. He's like, I tied for a Big Twelve title. <laughs> You can't tell me anything. Who, which, by the way, Scott Drew never done that. Remember, yeah. We should bring this up, Scott Drew. We're, we're gonna bring. Calm down. Right. Calm down. I just want to talk about Scott Drew. Get, get, so get bad. yourself a cold, wet rag and just like. Take I gotta a go second, take a cold shower. After you brought <laughs> up down. Scott Drew. Uh, so, Oklahoma is our next team. Is the next yeah. team I have. Um, I we're getting closer again to the team I like. The, the problem with Oklahoma is everything I've I've read about Oklahoma in the off season, Everything I've seen anybody say about Oklahoma is basically. Trey Young is the team, and nobody knows how good Trey Young, who's a five star, is he McDonald's All American? McDonald's All American everywhere. And yeah. if everyone wants a cop for him, you know? Nobody knows how good this guy is. Yeah. Everyone says but he's he, really good. He's really, really good. But then he's also. 
He's a lot like Tyus Jones. Are we sure he's? But there's not there's not Justice Winslow and Jaleel Okafor there. You know, it's he's got like, the Tyus Jones thing. Yeah, yeah. He plays like him, okay. but he has nobody else around him. So it's like, okay, Tyus Jones is our best player. Yeah. Okay. Which Tyus Jones, pretty good. Kind of, kind of won the Nashville title for Duke. That's not a bad guy to I play think like. I think he's going to be good in like, uh, you know, Lonnie's. But is he good. is he good enough to carry a team? Because they lost like all the guys from the Buddy Hield era have kind yeah. of fizzled out. Like Woodard is out. Is is Kadeem Latin back? I don't remember. Yeah, Spangler, the, Spangler yeah, and his yep. sweaty body. He was gone. Like <laughs> he was gone last year. Uh, all those guys from the Oklahoma team that was really really good have kind of phased out, and they're kind of bringing in the next group. And um, I don't know, Trey Young, like, I don't follow recruiting tape. You know this. This is a point of pride of mine. I've watched him play a few times. Yeah. I watched him in all the high school, like the McDonald's game, the Jordan game. You know, he's good, but. But he's not good enough to get second in the Big 12? No. All right, let's move on then. Uh, Texas is the next team. That's the team. That's your team. That's the team. That's your team, for say. So we're in range for you. This is it. This is my team. This is your team that's going to get second. Two. Okay. This is This is the bride. This is uh, Mohammed We'll make Bamba. your case. Yeah, go well, ahead. Here's the case. So Bamba, Mohamed Bamba, everyone saw him, five-star guy. Shaka's biggest recruit. Everyone's freaking out that he got him to go there. Uh, he's going to come in. He's basically like Dwight Howard. There's two guys that are basically the Dwight Howard equivalents of this class where they just completely are going to break a backboard or completely just dominate and get thrown out of a game at some point for just being unbelievable. Aiton's one of those guys. He's ridiculous. DeAndre Aiton at Arizona. Yeah. Who, who the only thing I know about him is his, prof- his Twitter profile pictures like, Jacked. Jack flexing after he dunked on someone. And it's ridiculous. It's like, I'm all in on this guy. It looks sort of like Drummond, like Andre Drummond. Yeah. When he went to UConn, it's just a min amongst boys. Like the guy might not even be able to dribble or run straight, but like I saw that picture of him just like. Ugh. No, but the big thing about Aiton now, I know we're talking about Arizona at this point, but apparently he can pass out of the post. Like every single oh, headline really? I see is like DeAndre Aiton knows how to pass Damn. out of the post. I was like, Damn. oh, ho, ho. Damn. Can, good for him. Can Bamba pass out of the post? Is it Bamba or Bamba? It's Bamba or Bamba. Either one. <laughs> you decide. I, have no I say idea. Muhammad Bamba. But I've heard Bamba. I've heard both. But I will say this: regardless, Shaka Smart, we've we failed him as media members the past few years. We're have supposed we? to cover him like he's the greatest thing ever, right? You know, and we just Is haven't done that. We haven't lived up to have our we stopped covering him because he's made one Sweet Sixteen in his career. <laughs> Is that why we stopped covering? <laughs> no, him? Titus, that's not why. Do you, do you realize that Kevin Stallings has been to two? I know, and that's good for Kevin Stallings. But I'm talking about Shaka Smart right now. I know. I'm I'm giving you perspective on Shaka Smart, the boy wonder. He's been to one Sweet Sixteen. Kevin Stallings has been to two. John Thompson the third has been to two. Uh, let's see what else. Here. Trent Johnson, who is like, who even knows what happened to him when he got fired from TCU? He's been to two. Kevin Durant said that Texas was going to be great again this year. They've they've dropped the bag. They've got Bamba. It's gonna happen. Okay, so Texas, the case. Texas is your team. Uh, yeah. I was gonna talk about TCU. I thought you might. I thought you might like TCU. Um, I think TCU. I'm is, so is tired of the Big Twelve already. Like this is. It's Dude, unbelievable. Calm down. The Big Twelve is the best conference in basketball. Everyone knows it. Uh, all right. So you like Texas? I thought. I thought the team you were going to say was TCU, who I had next on my list. Um, I, the, when you and you when you and I were playing <laughs> in this, you love TCU. What changed, Tate? Well, I love two people on the team, right? It's not really that I love TCU, even though, I mean, Horned Frogs, whatever, they have everything going for them. I love the Slovakian superstar, Vladimir Bladsianski. And that's how he says it. He does, does say it like that. that I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that like I want to <laughs> say it like that. That's how he says it. Slovakian superstar himself. And then, of course, Jamie Dixon. Who, he gets no credit. Jamie Dixon. He's, he's the, the man. Yeah, he's the yin to the Kevin Stallings yin. I mean, like, <laughs> yes. You can't tell the Kevin Stallings story, which you and I both like to ta- tell, without the Jamie Dixon part, how he goes to TCU, takes him to the NIT title last year, brings back like his entire team this year, and now like, everyone's expecting him to go to the tournament for the first time in 20 years. That's, huh. Weird. <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. Wait, what? I Wait, will say, it's always the darkest before the dawn, but like now it's the other day. You know, one, Kevin Stallings yeah. is taking it all the way through the, the one night. thought I had about TCU is that they're last year, like the, the way the last two years have gone for TCU is like a perfect example of why the NIT still matters. Like yeah. that's a perfect case study for like why we should keep the NITs. You take a team like TCU with the new coach, they got a little bit of talent, they're sort of figuring it out. They go, they win the NIT, they get that postseason experience, they get all those extra practices, and now they're coming back this year and they're going to do cool things. So, like a lot of the, a lot of college basketball fans, are like, why do we even have the NIT? What's the point? It should be national championship or anything. And I kind of agree with that, but at the same time, TCU is why TCU this year when they start playing well and and they you know have Kansas down by five with like three minutes left and then ended up losing by seven, like that sort of thing that's going to happen this year. You're going to be like, oh, TCU is pretty good. 
I wonder why. And it's because, uh, yeah, the NIT. And that goes to like the pure part of college basketball. I think that people forget exists because like it is good yeah. to play in a tournament. Like it's right, fun right, for a yeah. team to play in a tournament and go on the road and travel. Oh, and coaches, be together. coaches don't forget that exists. They <laughs> love those extra practices. They'll do anything for extra practices. You could, they would sell, they would sell their families away if they could get them like three extra practices than, than everyone else. They love those extra practices. So the team that I have. Listed as uh, the, the number the, two, the number two team, the, in the official number two is the team. I'm wearing my. By the way, for those of you, uh, you can't. You're, you're listening on the podcast. I'm wearing my Jerry West West Virginia shirt as as we're recording this podcast. The Clippers own Jerry West. The the West Virginia Mountaineers. Country roads, press Virginia to the place. So, uh, God, that's one. I rewatched podcast. when we were getting ready for this uh, podcast. I rewatched the last possession against Gonzaga. Tough, <laughs> ugly, <laughs> not good, <laughs> not good. Uh, I'm all in on West Virginia though. We're getting second. They, they could. I, I honestly believe they could tie Kansas for the Big Twelve title this year. You know <laughs> what's crazy that is that they were the only time they finished in second. In the, well, they haven't been in the Big Twelve long, but it was last year. It's fifteen, sixteen. They finished second. They finished second two years in a row, dude. They finished second last year and the year before. No. Yeah. Baylor finished second last year. There was like a, I thought there was like a thirty-way tie. No. Well, it might have been a tie. It might have been a tie. But a I, just remember, I just remember Baylor. A lot the, of ties in the God, Big Twelve. So much Big Twelve basketball. Just, the Big Twelve is the one true champion, wasn't that their thing? Is yeah. like we have the, and then they ended up tying the, yeah, literally yeah, everyone. Thing. They're the conference of ties. So West Virginia best turnover margin in the country last year. Wonder why Javon Carter because they they foul the shit out of everybody. Javon Carter, defensive player of the year, the country last year because yep. they get you Like listen, this is a I'm not degrading <laughs> West Virginia. It's it's a genius strategy. Like college basketball refs are terrible. Yeah. Just foul the shit out of everybody. They're make not going to call make them all. The call. Yeah, make them make the call. Um, so I I just hope we figure out the offense. Can we please figure out the offense? Can we can we get like I just the the, the Gonzaga possession was so bad. That it was, was terrible. It haunts me actually. How, I mean, they literally have nothing to run on offense. They were up point. on Gonzaga yeah. on the Gonzaga <laughs> team that, by the way, should have won the national title last year. Oh. West Virginia had them beat. They were up mm. with a minute left, and then remember, uh, uh, Jordan Matthews, uh, Gonzaga. He caught the he caught the pass at like his ankles, and then just like pulled the trigger on the three. The, he did the Farouk Manesh yeah. last year, yeah. and then he switched it, and then. And then, he made some more uh, threes then, in the national championship game, then, but then uh, they lost. And then Javon Carter like kind of dribbled around. And <laughs> West and Virginia didn't even get a shot off. Yeah, yeah they kept so. passing it back and forth. So that's yeah, my team, West Virginia. I think they're going to get second in the Big 12. And, and those of you listening are probably thinking we left out a Big 12 team. No, we did not. Just just, just, just calm down. We'll, yeah. we'll get there in a second. We'll get we to have it all mapped out, guys. Yeah, we have a plan. Just calm down. Uh, so our, 20, our number 23 team, the Georgetown Hoyas. Tate is very excited about them. Very excited about Patrick Ewing coming back to his alma mater <sighs> to be a coach. To wear sweatsuits, as Tay said. Yes. So Patrick Ewing, for people that don't know, he's spent 32 years in the NBA. 17 as a player, 15 as a coach. He's been sitting, he was with the Wizards, with Michael Jordan. Basically, he's just followed Michael Jordan around for right. going on 15 years at this point, and even dating back to his days at Georgetown. He thinks that if he can get his picture taken with Michael Jordan enough... <laughs> Like after their careers, then when you search Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan, the 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 posterization of Patrick Ewing is not going to show up. It's going to be like all these other pictures just of them being older, like holding yeah. each other, like high five yeah, yeah, and playing yeah. golf. That's his plan, I swear. <laughs> well, he comes back to Georgetown. The one job he would take, the only job he would take in college basketball. Yep. And he's get he's getting a lot of interviews he's right gonna now. He's going to turn the program around. It's been seven months. <laughs> And I actually said, if you remember on Teed Up, I said that I don't know how long he lasts, but I doubt he lasts a year. And I'm going to throw out some things that are going on with Georgetown right now. Some, to cause calls for concern with Georgetown, but also to put okay. it out there that, you know, Pat Ewing, he says his coaching style. So you want to know what Pat Ewing, how he's going to coach this team. Yep. Right? A big gumbo <laughs> of all of his former coaches who include Doug Collins, guy you may know. Okay. Jeff Van Gundy, also okay. a guy you may know. And Steve Clifford, a guy you may okay. know. That's just, that, like, it was, Those are three NBA coaches so, that he's going to go to a college basketball campus and now coach them the way that they coach. Okay, we got it. Makes sense. Uh, let's keep it going. He's been asked. He's like, what does the job entail at Georgetown being a college basketball coach? What does that mean? He said, it's about 30% coaching. <laughs> College basketball, which is where... College basketball coaching is 30% coaching. I love it. 
He's off to a great start. This is thirty percent. He's going swimmingly, but he's going for the young kids, right? Yeah. So we have Monstar Night. So Georgetown has a night where they have an original Monstar. They're doing a mo- yeah. They're doing a Monstar. Do you night. know who the special guest was? He was an original Monstar. The special guest is Patrick Ewing, the head coach of the team. He wasn't going to come to the game, <laughs> and then they did the event, and they're like, he's like, fine, I'll come. I'll come, I'll come, I'll come for the Monstar event. Um, and he just joined Twitter last month. So oh, Patrick Ewing, go look it up. Coach Ewing on Twitter. Speak- you can follow and see what he's doing. Speaking of Twitter, I I, I remember like favoriting this when it happened. Happened because I, I was just so confused by it. But uh, Jeff Goodman tweeted, um, this, this, I'll just read word for word what he tweeted like over the summer. He said, how about SID Mex Carey going from Georgetown to Michigan State? Talk about opposite sides of the media spectrum. Those in the industry understand. And I mean, like Tate and I are in the industry, so we totally understand. But, yeah, we uh, understand. I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure everybody totally gets it. Sorry if you don't get it, but maybe get in the industry. Uh, I love, I love- <laughs> Some about that tweet it was like those of you understand so ridiculous. Like, like Jeff Goodman wanted to say something, but he didn't want to say it. it was like, that was a nice little wink wink. Yeah, like, if you get it, you, uh, get, you, it. Get, it, you get, God, get it. God, inside jokes are the best. And the other the other note I had on Georgetown and we'll move on. Uh do you remember when Patrick Ewing in the eighty two title game when John Thompson told him to goaltend like every shot every he single saw for the first the like game. ten minutes of the game? It was unbelievable. <laughs> and Carolina was scoring all the How points. How do you feel about that strategy? James Worthy just kept looking, he was like, Okay. That is a great right. strategy on paper. Jimmy like, Black's like putting up layups, yeah. he's like pitting it, like it's already hit the backboard, if, he's like slapping. If you don't it. know what I'm talking about, go go on YouTube. I, it's <laughs> it's definitely on YouTube. Just search just search like Patrick Ewing eighty two title game goaltending. He he, he the strategy was you're going to goaltend every shot for like the first five to ten minutes. He was basically trying to get just their to head. intimidate him. So at this point and in time, Dean Smith had never won a title. They were really close f- friends, right? And so he had always lost on the big stage. They right. had lost in '77 to Marquette. And so the whole point was to get in the heads of the Carolina players so they didn't see a shot go in, so they would freeze up. So he was like, "You're going to phase them right. out. You're going to freeze these guys up." But instead, he gave them like 18 free right, points. Right. <laughs> right. I, th- and they I, ended up winning that game I, on I a seriously, stupid turnover. I seriously think like four of the first five field goals that North Carolina scored were, were goaltend. So anyway, uh, that, that's. That's kind of that's the kind of coaching I'm sure Patrick Ewing is going to carry in Georgetown. And guess who hit the it. shot to haunt uh, Patrick Ewing uh, moving forward in his career? Oh yeah, Michael Jordan in that that's game true. to win the national that's championship. Uh, ended, Ewing ended up winning in '84, didn't he? Yeah, that's, and uh, then he lost in '85 to Villanova. Yeah. Uh, so our next team is Tate. Tate has a lot of thoughts on these guys. The the Northwestern Wildcats, the Duke of the North, the Duke of the Midwest. Um, the team that, that got screwed against Gonzaga, let's talk about how they got screwed against Gonzaga, but as we do, let's conveniently leave out the part where the only reason they played Gonzaga is because the Vanderbilt dude fouled <laughs> them. Because they screwed, get screwed by yeah. Well, they didn't get screwed like, by Vanderbilt. They lucked their way into the game yes. against Gonzaga, but you know, we can leave that part out. Let's just talk about how they should have won the Gonzaga game going to the Sweet 16. So this is the first time they're ranked in the AP poll ever in program history. Are they ranked preseason? Yeah, number 19 uh, in the country, oh which is just the media, t- the media darling. And that's the best thing about Northwestern this year, right, is that they're no longer the Media darling, now now they're a juggernaut that like people are worried about. That's a about big them. thing. That's a big thing. You can do it. You can be the hunter, but can you be the hunted, Tate? Absolutely. That's what you got to think about. And so my favorite descriptor, Chris Collins is getting a lot of profiles written about him. A lot of people want to hear about Chris Collins. Nobody wants to talk about Brian Mash- McIntosh and this whole all these guys that are. They have mm-hmm. four starters coming back. They all call him. If you, I don't know if you've seen this, the thirty-four-year-old looking forty-three-year-old. That's the line. That's a great line. That is the big line this year with Chris. That's Collins. terrible. It's That's so awful. good. It's so good. I'm loving that. That's the descriptor. And then he has this huge cover, and it says Purple Rain. <laughs> R.I.P. Prince. And I can't believe that they let this guy take that. I mean, it's so bad. They're not playing at home this season, so he has yeah, this built-in yeah, yeah, they have this built-in excuse they're playing, and I think it's the at All-State, All-State Arena. Yeah, the, the, exactly. DePaul, DePaul's old place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like out in a lot of people, went, yeah. a lot of people went to that game. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, I actually like Northwestern. I'm going to oh, be honest. God. This is going to piss you off, I know, but I think they're a good team. And especially, I'm not saying I'm talking about the coach. Oh, he's taking all the headlines. The team is great. I like the team. You got Pardon, so if, McIntosh. If Northwestern beat North Carolina for some, not in the tournament, I guess they would have to play in the tournament. But like hypothetically, if they were playing in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and Northwestern beat North Carolina, how embarrassed would you be? Oh, this year? Yeah, not embarrassed. Yeah, okay, that's good. I was I, preseason I, top twenty five. Well, team. that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't think they're overrated. No. I, no. I do think the media loves them, but I think there's a reason they should. They bring back like what four starters, right? Yeah. Yeah. McIntosh is on the Koozie Award. McIntosh, Lindsey, Pardon, uh, Vic Laws, the the defensive stopper. McIntosh might win Big Ten Player of the Year. And then they have Lindsey, Scotty Lindsey. Yeah, Scotty. I said him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Derek Pardon, big dude. Yeah. 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 They got a good team. I just want to say more. Chris Collins, the whole PR campaign around him. It's going to be he, so fun to watch. He loves Chicago so much. I, th- I think we. You sent me a picture of that, him yeah. and Doug Collins I, at a Cubs game. I went to a Cubs game and yeah. Chris Collins threw out the first pitch, and Doug Collins was there wearing his Northwestern 
pullover. Doug, his dad, was wearing like the Northwestern pullover, and like Doug loves his son. He, his son loves Chicago. They both love Illinois, Chicago, like the whole scene. He, he wants to throw out first pitches at Cubs games every year. I don't think he's leaving for Duke. I, like, first of all, Capel's getting the job offered yeah, anyway. Of course. But if Capel, for some reason, like if the FBI, just just hypothetically, <laughs> let's say the FBI <laughs> went after Capel for some just hypothetical reason, um, and and Capel couldn't take the job. Capel's going to take a pay cut when he gets a head coaching gonna, job. They're going to offer. <laughs> They're going to offer it to Collins. I'm not sure Collins would take it. I think he loves Chicago. I think he wants to turn Northwestern into the Duke of the Midwest. And if I was him, I would stick around there. Like he's got, just by what he did last year, he can coach there for the next 15 years and lose every game and not get fired yet. So Kay's the one that wanted him to go there. That's what he said. It's a job right for the taking. Do you want to know what his first job in basketball was after he finished his playing career? Do you know this? People forget. The WNBA's Detroit Shack. Oh, that's right. Was that was that with Bill Beer? Yeah. How 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 is Coach K let his guy get to that point? Didn't didn't offer him a job, didn't get him anything, and then he gave him thirteen years of sitting next Dude, to him with Wojo there. You only get like three spots on the Duke bench. You can't fill it up with like every guy and oh. and that wants to get. So that coaching. I felt bad for Chris Collins, you know, reading about all of his yeah. past and how he's climbed all the way back. So uh, at number for you, Chris. at number twenty one, another Big Ten team that um, has high expectations this year, coached by a young guy, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah. Uh, bringing back pretty much their whole team. They went from two years ago, they won two Big Ten games. They were 2-16 and 16 in the Big Ten. Last year, they go 11-7 and seven in the Big Ten. Uh, you have any thoughts on Richard They were a five-seed last year, right? Yeah, they were a five-seed. They were, they were overseeded. Everyone knew it when it came out. They, they lost the first round to Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. Everyone knew they And were then overseated. Michigan got knocked down and ended up so actually like, helping them out. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was you know, it kind of sucked that, that they lost in the first round, but at the same time, I think that was like, Middle Tennessee actually, I think, was favored in that game. So, was it an upset? That's what we don't know. We um, don't know. We believe in mid majors. Uh, yeah, we're talking about little Patino, uh, young Patino. How involved? I just want to ask you this: How involved is Rick Patino with this program with his son? He's I gonna mean, be very involved. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be at everything. He's gonna be Gene Cady. Do you remember when Steve Lavin was at St. John's and yeah. and Gene Cady was like, you just watch St. John game and Gene Cady's like sitting three rows behind the bench and you don't, you're not really sure what yeah. he's doing. You're just like, is that is that Gene Cady? And, uh, that's going to be Rick Pitino because he can't be involved with the program in any capacity, like officially. He can't He's just be, supporting his son. Like if he if he gets hired as like even the guy who checks to make sure they go to classes, like oh that's, that'd be that's, great. That's very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite job for Rick Pitino. He can't have any official title with the team whatsoever. <laughs> hey, but Rick, you know he's going to hey, be. Rick, did Amir Coffee go to class today? Let me tell you about the <laughs> University of Louisville, the program, not the board of trustees, the program. He's the best. He's gonna be sitting behind the bench. He's I gonna, miss Rick already. Is Rick is Rick gonna get into coaching again? He's got to right. There's like a South Florida job out there, a UCF. He can't job go out to there. Division One. Come on. I think he's gonna. He should Give just go to like what's a what's a school in Minnesota he could coach at like like <laughs> Minnesota know. State Mankato or something. Like he goes there and and, and that that's his thing, and he just kind of helps out his son. Um, there you, you go. I just want to remind everybody the the sins of the father do not carry over to the son. Uh, so. You know, even Richard, if he Richard taught, even if he taught his son all those, things. even if even if his son, you know, like that was, yeah. But but until we have anything that Richard did, let's just calm down, Tate. I know you're excited over there. You're ready to just start throwing haymakers. No, I'm Graham. having fun. They could win their first Big Ten title since 1997. This is a year that they could actually. Yeah, it's do definitely it. going to happen when Minis- when Michigan State's in the conference. That's definitely. I think they could. Yeah, okay. I like Amir Coffee. Um, let's move on to number twenty. The USC, and, oh. and as a reminder, this is not this is not how we think the teams are the the talent level of the teams. When we say that the USC Trojans are ranked twentieth, we do not mean that they are the twentieth best team in the country. We no. think they're very, very, very good. They are the twentieth most interesting. Yeah, team like, to we're you saying and I. they're twentieth most interesting. Um, your thoughts? You like these guys? I like these guys. I like Benny Boatwright. They got a lot of guys coming back. A lot of people forget Duke defector Derek Thornton transferred there. Going to be their point guard. They got a guy to get the ball into the. The problem is they couldn't make entry passes. And Andy Infield has all these athletes, but there was no way to like actually run. He an didn't offense. have the, uh, the the Brett Comer from uh, yeah. Florida Gulf Coast throwing like the alley oops over his shoulder to the the dude to dunk. Yeah, Derek Thornton this yeah. year he's going to yeah, be Derek doing Thornton's going to be the guy. So they, they have like one coach <laughs> over that side. He's like, so here's how we do these passes. I want you to take a dribble and there's like kind of. Th- Chuck it over your. <laughs> they just play video, and then yeah. can we talk about Andy Infield and just like I, I keep thinking about these coaches that were stars at a certain time, but yeah. then they sort of faded, and I want to bring them back into the spotlight. He's one of those guys at Florida Gulf Coast. I mean, I'll be his, honest. When yeah. he was hired at USC, I thought it was a terrible decision. I think so many athletic directors get so excited when guys win like one tournament game, of course, at tiny schools, and they just 
overstepped their bounds with the with the well it's the anthony grant thing right yeah it's like you go from vcu and then we're gonna bring you to alabama and then you know dude the best example is todd licklider (laughs) you don't even know who he is he was at butler he went to the sweet 16 iowa hired him and just just talk to an iowa fan just mention todd licklider an iowa fan he won like two games of butler in the tournament and then got like a nine-year contract at iowa and and that's why stevens came in right yeah 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 so see there you go. Um, yeah, so USC returns. I the little note. This is a little fun. Just having a little fun with this. Uh, they they bring back all six starters, is what I said. Yeah, it's a little like it's a little like. Come on, Mark. There's only five starters. What are you doing there? I know there's only five starters. Tate. I'm just trying to have some fun with it. They have like <laughs> six guys who could start. You know, like I think they actually did have six guys who kind of started um, various games. Uh, also, Charles O'Bannon Jr. Yes. Is, Five star. Was he McDonald's All American? Everyone recruits All-American. McDonald's All American. Yeah, exactly. If any the best thing about McDonald's All Americans <laughs> that you can just say any like no one cares. everyone that's either a disappointment or a success, you know, it's like he was a McDonald's All American. McDonald's All-American. Any recruit that I know, if I know your name, you're probably McDonald's All American. So I'm going to go ahead and say he was. Um, I don't really, I've never seen him play again. I'd pride myself on not knowing anything about these guys, but I will say his uncle Ed, thank you so much. He, 1995. He made, he made me $3,000 with that lawsuit. And I, Did, I swear to God, I got $3,000 from that. So, are you kidding me? I swear to God. Would you get like a check in the mail from the Yeah, NCAA? so what happened was, the story is this. They, they, it was a class action lawsuit, and I got the mail. I got like the thing, the form to fill out. And I was about to call my, my teammates to say, like, do you get this form too? But my brother was over at the time, and he was like, do you know what a class action lawsuit is? I said, I have no idea what a class action lawsuit is. He so goes, the more people you bring in, the less said, the, the more, pot is. Yeah, the yeah. more people that claim it, you split the pot up. Exactly. You know? So I was like, well, shit, I'm not going to call my teammates. <laughs> So I didn't call anybody. Evan Turner's like I imagine, sitting there for I the imagine call. what happened is like all these basketball players like just didn't bother filling it out. And so when it came time to dig up the pot, a walk on at Ohio State made like three grand. <laughs> Cheers. Where's that? What'd you do with that three grand? Where's that O'Bannon? Thank you so much. I don't even know, dude. I probably like bought That's more money a, I probably than I made. It. I probably yeah. I, I don't even know. That's that's amazing. You know what I did? I put it in savings and I paid taxes to the United States government. Oh like a responsible. Can't uh, stand citizen. this upstanding gentleman in front of so, me. So number nineteen, the can, can I before we move on? Can what? I just say Tony Bland? The story of Tony Bland is going to be a great oh, yeah, story yeah. one day. Yeah. He's the Tony Montana of college basketball with USC. Yep. The FBI. They know, we know your playbook. That was the quotes. Tony Bland's playbook. Yeah, is, Tony uh, Bland's the guy who got arrested by the FBI from yeah. uh, USC. Keyshawn Johnson, one of his good friends, Keyshawn and him, have, huh. have always gone back. Uh, yeah, this is this is sad for USC. This, it's sad to see like this it's going to be a great time. season of basketball. They're probably going to make the tournament. They're probably going to make a deep run, and then like all the bad stuff's going to come back after. Yeah. So just enjoy it for now. Uh, number nineteen. Speaking of guys <laughs> being ineligible and, and all that. Jesus, that was three yeah. baggers yeah. in a row. Is, uh, we have Alabama. We we originally put Alabama here when we were planning um and then the news broke that Colin Sexton their big recruit is ineligible McDonald's All-American McDonald's All-American is probably out for the year who knows who the heck knows is he going to come back who who knows I don't know so basically right now as we stand they said that they're trying to find a timely reinstatement so I think what happens if if you're Avery Johnson and you're Alabama the way that you get someone reinstated is you know this is a novel idea is by being good so if they are good without Colin Sexton Ooh, and, yeah. and like the NCAA sees that and they know that Alabama can make them some money yeah he's gonna come back yeah if not like Brian Bowen's gonna play for Louisville right now because Definitely. he's gonna help that team out and if Definitely. that happens and Sexton will probably get reinstated. that is that I, I don't understand this at how, all how Brian Bowen is playing for Louisville and Sexton is not I don't get it I think the whole thing is, but I also I also don't know the details, so <laughs> I should probably throw that disclaimer in there too. As long as you can say you had no idea, yeah, I had you're no idea. okay. I had no idea. Like uh, like you right now, it's like yeah, I have no idea. Well, I'm I had all no, right. Like Rick, Rick Pitino just like pops like it, Rick Pitino when he opens the door, his front door to like leave the house for the day. He just like the first word he just opens the door. He's like I had no idea, and then he doesn't know if anybody's standing out there <laughs> waiting on him. It's just like a preemptive. I had no idea what's going on. Sorry guys. If you want to be entertained by Rick Pitino quotes, go back to 2015 when the scandal, uh, the the first scandal that they had there broke out and he said that he would never he wasn't going to fight it because he was 63 and if he was 33 he would fight it because he knew it was wrong and had nothing to do with him yeah 65 things must have really changed (laughs) i don't know what happened uh so we we had alabama because colin was basically colin sexton and avery johnson we we love i love avery johnson we love uh like the patrick ewings avery johnson like the guys who played in the nba and go and coach and and you're not really sure why they're coaching because they don't really seem to. It doesn't really seem to be their thing. But they. If you went up to a random person in the street and you said, "Where's Avery Johnson right now?" They would just say, "I don't know." Like maybe like at home, like chilling. Although I guess I want to walk back my comment. Like Avery Johnson was an actual coach. He took the he took the Mavericks to the finals in 06. 
Which no, Avery Johnson is a great coach. Yeah, he's, he's a, a great, great coach. Player. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, I, I, I didn't mean to lump him in like that. I'm saying like the story, the story is interesting <laughs> to me. Patrick Ewing just got yeah. so excited that he was <laughs> yeah, in the same class like, as Avery Johnson. I bet like this is the story of like uh, you know you got like Chris Mullen at St. John and Patrick <laughs> yeah. Ewing, like those guys that are like, well, now what do I do with my career? And it's like, uh, hey, you can make like you know a million and a half dollars a year if you just got a coach. He's like, done, I'll do it. <laughs> and they didn't really give it much thought other than that. Avery Johnson Wait, gave it thought. He's actually a decent coach. To Desoto, Texas, to recruit a kid tomorrow night. What? Yeah. I just want to say, just for Alabama in general, I uh, I think this would be the most fun Alabama team to watch. I mean, I know Sexton is the main guy, but their whole team, I watched like a little scrimmage of them. Like They look like they're running up. It looks like an NBA team. Almost. Do they still have uh, the Relaford? No. Kid? He's been gone for like five years. Yeah, yeah. They wore the double wristbands. Did he wear the double wristbands, or was it his brother on Kansas? I think it was his brother. Uh, his brother on Kansas I, did. I love the Relaford Well, family. you know why? Because you know, he had to show that Adidas logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Much do, we have, you can. do we have another Relaford in the pipeline? I love those guys. They were fun. Um, so the question was like, is Colin Sexton, he's the best recruit since who? I don't know. You just kind of like, that's Let's always just, the thing. Whenever whenever these programs like get a good guy who, and they haven't gotten a big guy in a long while, you're like, he's the best since. Well, it's usually you know. someone bad. Yeah, yeah, it. It's yeah, like, usually. he's the best recruit since Damian Wilkins. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's <laughs> Damian Wilkins? Like, what did Damian Wilkins do to you? Yeah. Calm down. Oh, I like Damian Wilkins. I'm sorry. All right, so number 18, we have the Xavier Musketeers, and we put a lot of thought behind this. We're just going to spoil it. We have Cincinnati <laughs> at 17 and Xavier at 18. And the reason why is because Cincinnati and Xavier are always ranked between like 12 and 22 at all times throughout the every, every season. You know, look at every poll. If you every go back to every poll, poll, you could pull the 1973 – January 8th poll. Sporting news. And Cincinnati's ranked 16th, Xavier's 21st. Yes. I guarantee it. It's unbelievable. It's, it, I don't understand how it we happens. We tried to do some research to fact check it, and we didn't even have to because we knew it was we true. We knew it was true. Uh, so Xavier, we have at 18. My question to you as an Ohio guy, Tate, I, I am very much plugged into the Ohio sports scene. Hashtag save the crew. Um, do you care about the Cincinnati-Xavier basketball rivalry? Yes. I would really? Say I was hoping you wouldn't. I was hoping I'll, I'll be on it. Let me well, let me let, talk first. Yeah. I was hoping you would say no because there's there's this thing I wrote about this on Grantland when I was there a few years ago um, about the Cincinnati Xavier rivalry and how the people there like love that no one cares about the rivalry. They they kind of like it's like a point of pride that like this is like our city. That's thing. so Ohio for that to be like a, a rallying call that no one cares. They would about almost you. rather yeah. yeah That's yeah, what you guys is. thrive on. It's yeah, like no it one is. cares about Cleveland, so therefore we well, love it. Hold on. So first of all, Cincinnati is not Ohio. It's Cincinnati. Cincinnati is like Cincinnati its own is state. on the river. It's basically in Kentucky at this yeah, point. Yeah, but like Kentucky, they don't even want to be Kentucky either. They just want to be Cincinnati. Like they just want this to be like their own thing. It's like so. a border. But you city. do care. So you, do you actually watch the games, or are you just saying I do this watch is the lip games. service? No, I do watch the games. You know, what? <laughs> you know, it came full circle in my whole life when it happened. I watched the game, the zip them up game. I was watching that live, <laughs> and I was like, this is why I watched this freaking game finally. But I, I care way more about Richmond VCU just because it's closer to me as a kid. Yeah. So I would yeah. watch that game. It was very similar. That's another. That's another great rivalry of like no one cares. We don't care that no one cares because we care. Yeah, that's and another people great in Richmond. Like people yeah. all go to that and they have a good time. So uh, the one one little note I had about this. So first of all, Xavier uh, Trayvon Blewett's back. Yeah. Um, Xavier went to they they went to Elite Eight last year. Yeah. Lost Chris to, Mack. They lost to uh, Gonzaga, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they beat they beat Arizona. Yeah. Chris they Mack got revenge on Sean they, Miller. Yeah. That's an, they were like an eleven seed, weren't? No. Yeah. They, they were. Were they an eleven? They seed? were eleven seed. So yeah, lead eight last year. They they bring back. They lost like Sumner. Uh, who else? They got they lose? Blue they lost, back. They lost yeah. their big guy like Gaston. Yeah, you say the yeah, name. yeah, yeah. Um, But Blue is back. That's that's all that really matters. JP Sleeves is back. JP Our guy. McC- yeah. So Blue right now is I think hurt. Like he hasn't officially healthy yet. But like JP McCure has basically been their best player in all the scrimmages that they, you know. Er- we should talk about this. They all do these secret scrimmages yeah. where like the teams decide if they want to leak the the final right. score or the stats. <laughs> yeah. So they only leak the stats of like if JP McCurry has 19 points, they leak it, but if he has six, they don't. So you can you know, always see like who's playing well and who's not playing well by who's like got their numbers leaked out to everyone. You know what's funny about that is uh, I'm pretty sure Pitt played Villanova in a secret scrimmage and nothing, <laughs> and nothing got leaked. <laughs> And you know, How that's probably they, Jay Wright being a good man that yeah. he is. Kevin Stalin like, is like, Jay, we cannot really, like, we lost by 4,000. I cannot let this happen. You cannot really this. <laughs> we, um, we didn't score. We can't, please don't I want, so there. I was thinking of, uh, at the end of the season, at the end of the season, as a pay-per-view event, I want J.P. Sleeves, J.P. Mercura, and Matt, do you know Matt McQuaid on Michigan State? Is it yes. okay if you say no? I want, I want a video of them. Like just trying to to f- showing people how to fall down. Like those two guys, I just want to see like them have a competition of some sort where they. There's practice, no way McQuaid plays this year, right? Where they practice falling down because like those two guys, there's just something about it. They're not like diving on the floor for loose balls. They're just sort of like falling down. Teams like to knock them around. I, I like watching those guys fall down. I so, think they're there to draw um, fouls. Did you know that? Uh, I, so I was talking to Chris Holtman. Not to brag, I I'm, I'm plugged into Gosh. the Ohio State uh, basketball scene. 
He's trying to get a uh, 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 an Ohio four way tournament going. He's trying to get uh, like like Indiana does with Butler, Notre Dame, IU, and Purdue. Yeah. He's trying to get a uh, like Xavier, Cincinnati, um, um, Dayton, and Ohio State thing. But the problem is, is like the Cincinnati schools don't want to come to Columbus, and it's got to be in Columbus. It's got to be. If Why does it have to be in Columbus? It's the state capital. It's the middle of the. It's the middle of the state. Why would it not be in Columbus? Ohio State why, why is so much like NC State, just like playing the capital card. Like we don't need that. Wait, it's, it's got a million. It's the biggest city. It doesn't matter. Get out no of one here. cares. Why, why are we having Cincinnati? Cincinnati's not Ohio. We've established that. If you're doing an Ohio thing, you gotta. Ha- this is ridiculous. Speaking of Cincinnati, <laughs> let's move on to number seventeen. The perpetually seventeenth ranked Cincinnati Bearcats, who are actually not seventeenth ranked right now, but whatever. Um, I like this team. I do this too. team. They are going to be good on offense this year. That is how you know that they actually have a good team. Yep. Because Mick Cronin's strategy every year is like he knows he's going to have a great defense, and then he hopes that like one or two guys can get hot on offense. It's basically the and first then, to 70 for them. And then inevitably— If they score 70, they're going to yeah. win. If they don't, they're going to lose. Like the great, It's not a coincidence that the best year that Cronin had was when Sean Kilpatrick was there, and he could like actually carry the offense every single Great night. Brooklyn net. Yeah. Sean yeah. Kilpatrick. Yeah, so um but this team doesn't they don't need one or two guys. You got you got Gary Clark, you got Cal Washington. You got the dude uh what from uh where was he from Sacred Heart the transfer? Yeah, Kane Broom. That's a great name. That's a that's a Come great on. name. Kane Broom. Yeah. You talking about I'm going to watch Whew. that guy score. Whew. This is the highest uh ranking they've had since 1999. So that was the Kenyon year Martin when year. Kenyon Martin was there. So mm. maybe this is the year that they don't do bring it. Don't bring it up, dude. Don't bring it oh, up. Oh yeah, don't probably just drinks them. Don't Sorry, bring it up. Nick. Don't bring up the uh, don't bring up what happened at the end of the year. There's still a sore subject around Cincinnati. You think so? It's, it's still a sore subject. And, and and the way Huggins got fired. Yeah, the, well, the Huggins that, part that's is a sore tough. subject too. Yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, so Cincinnati's gonna be good at offense, actually. Um they're gonna have a good team. They're they're I'm I'm curious to see like what happens when Mick Cronin realizes like he's trading offense for a little bit of defense and like the defense isn't quite as good and then he's probably gonna lose his mind and do his thing. Let's hope he like, loses his mind. He does his like underbite thing and and then Ted Valentine chess him. You remember that? Yeah. Remember that one? Like, Ted Valentine stepped to him and they did like the chess thing and 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 Cronin was like looking at Ted Valentine's like face right his face right in his tits. That was awesome. I love Mick Cronin. I think it's weird that he and Chris Mack look so much alike. It's like a taller version of the other one. But other than that, I really like the rivalry. Uh, number sixteen. We're moving right along. The Purdue Boilermakers. So can you tell me about the Purdue team? This is your Indiana You know basketball. nothing about Purdue? I do know a lot about them. I mean, obviously, Isaac Haas, one of my favorites. Don't, don't bullshit me. You don't know anything about Purdue. I love Isaac Haas. It's okay to say no. I just like two big guys. <laughs> I just like two big guys, and then a lot of people shooting threes, and that's what their team is. I don't even know who the guys like are big, shooting threes. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like, all right, Swanigan and Haas are going to run down the floor. I got a name rebounds. for you that you'll love. Carson Edwards. Yeah. He is I remember that name. an erratic Shoot first point guard, and yes. we love those. Um, we only love those when they're on good teams, and Purdue's going to be a good team. He can like score. He he's good enough to like score like forty points on any given night. Yeah. But he's also good enough to have like eight turnovers and go one for twelve. Um, those guys are awesome. We love guys like that. Vince Edwards, you know him, yeah. The wing, the uh, the, the defensive stopper, the uh, the versatile guy. Uh, Dakota Mathias, the the sh- he's actually. Dakota, you don't know who Dakota Mathias mm. is, do you? You're not familiar with him. No, who is that? Dakota Mathias. I really like his name. He, I have a list of names. So really he, like. he has a reputation as a shooter because he he can shoot well and yeah. he's a white dude. But he's actually like kind of got the Chris Kramer thing going, where okay. he's like a lockdown defender. But no one really. He got stuck with like the shooter label first, and then he kind of is like become the defender. And then now we're not really sure: is he a defender? Is he a shooter? What is he? Dare I say he's both? I don't really know. I don't know if you um, can be both. That's a rule. Yeah, that's a that's really <laughs> confusing. Or, no, unless you're a three, three and D guy. guy. Yeah, unless you're Trevor Ariza, that's the only way. You just stand in the corner, but he's he's like better than just a stand in the corner shooter, if that makes sense. I don't know. I like Purdue a lot. Like they they went to uh, they did the thing this year where they were the World University Games. Yeah. They um, lost to I want to say Lithuania in the championship. Lithuania game, is really good. Which I was cheering for Purdue because they have zero national titles, so that would have been awesome if they would have won an international title. That would be so great. So it would be a zero and a one. Yeah. So and then no one else would have that category. We've never won a national title, but we have won an international <laughs> title. Um. Oh, Ryan Klein's back. Nice. Ryan Klein, he uh, last summer passed out in his car and was like arrested for like DUI or something. And was, yeah. I remember that whole story. The cops like found him passed out in his car. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. So, (laughs) (laughs) good for him. He's back. Welcome back, Ryan. And then Matt Painter was like, We cannot tolerate this on my program. You are going to sit out the exhibition game and And we'll see you (laughs) for game two. We'll see you soon, Ryan. Uh, so the one, the other note I have on here about Purdue, they do not host IU this season, and that is a travesty. And I don't understand what the problem. I think, pro- I think Jim Delaney's figuring this out, where he's uh, trying to fix the scheduling, where you can like 
we're, we're going to have some protected rivalries, but that pisses me off that they don't play twice a year. Can you imagine that? Like Duke and Carolina only playing once a year? Let me put it in terms you understand, Tate. What if Duke and Carolina only that's played once a year Purdue, and you had to Purdue play Indiana at Indiana is more Duke like Wake Forest, North Carolina, and oh they God. do play once a year, here. so it does make sense. Maybe Jim Delaney's on to something. We're going to edit that out. Yeah, um, that's about right. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have St. Mary's, your favorite team. Jock Saint Landell. Mary's, Jock Landell, the, the Australians. Um, my question is this. Yes. Randy, B- so we're, we're talking about the recruiting, the FBI probes, the unfair recruiting advantage these coaches have. Do you think Randy Bennett has something cooking with Australian guys, or do you think these Australian guys are just willingly choosing to come play college basketball in Moraga, California? I think that they think the school is in Australia because they see the Gales, the Gales, and oh, that's they, how they say it, like, you know, in Australian they, so terms. They, so they think it's a school, and then they get confused. Like, now you're flying 25 hours to California. How many of these guys have committed to St. Mary's without ever seeing the campus? Every one, every, of them. Every, one of them. every single one of them. I think what he did, so he used to be at Pepperdine with Lorenzo Romar. I think he takes a picture of Malibu and Pepperdine mm. and he just sends it over there to Australia. He's like, hey, He's like oh, that looks pretty nice. Yeah, we're in California. Uh, I'll go over there. I'll go over there. I'll go over to California. <laughs> That's literally what happened with Matthew Delavadova. Now he has a shoe contract and he yeah, played in Patty the finals Bills. and he won a title. Patty, who, they, they've, had, they've had some players out there. St. Mary, so yeah. Mary's is the favorite it depends on who you ask, I guess. I think some people like Gonzaga, but I think they're the favorite to win the West Coast Conference. Um, That's a great rivalry. What? San Francisco Dons versus the Gales. The Gales uh, versus the Dons. I don't know what either of those words mean. So Neither do I, but it's a great rivalry <laughs> just because of that. Isn't a Don like a... Isn't a Don like a... Don a, Dada? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah what like I, a mob boss or something? Exactly. Yeah, like, Welcome <laughs> to San Francisco. <laughs> isn't a Gale like a, a strong win? How do you think they got Bill Russell? Now we know the Dons it, made it happen. Isn't a Gale like an... I thought a Gale was like a strong win and or an Irish thing. Where like I'm Gaelic from, something or I other. think it is an Irish yeah. thing, but I, all I know is that everyone... Yeah, Irish, every, Australian, <laughs> whatever, it's all the same. Every St. Mary's I know is a girl's school, and I don't know how they've got it worked so out. So St. Mary's nice. lost uh, Joe Rahan, I think is his name. Yes. They replaced him with Colin Neal, who, has, who started at New Mexico... Shout out to the one guy listening who's a New Mexico fan and, and uh, always bothers us about New Mexico stuff. Starts in New Mexico, plays for his dad, transfers to Ole Miss, and now he's at St. Mary's. I personally love guys who play at three teams in a college career. That's a, those are my favorite kind of guys. That if you can if you can find a way to fit three college basketball teams into your career, you know who's going to do that next? Carlton Bragg. Ooh, Carlton Bragg. I feel yeah, like yeah. he's next up. I yeah. feel like he's one of those guys. That'd be awesome. So, uh, yeah. So St. Mary's pretty much. They don't really bring everybody back, but they got like the whole the 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 meat and potatoes back, so to speak. Um, and their schedule is is pretty bad. They they really might go undefeated. Tate. They lost five times last year. Three of those times were to Gonzaga, who went to the national championship right. game. And now Gonzaga, like their entire team was gutted. Except for Jonathan Williams. They, St. Mary's has, as of today, have zero ranked teams on their schedule other than Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated. Obviously, that would be very, very difficult to do, especially in that conference. Like going to BYU and like Utah State is actually harder than it it probably seems. But um, yeah, they're they're my pick for if the, if there's one, they're they're my pick for the last undefeated team. Let's put it that way. And Hermanson, he is the one wearing the Hermanson's the one where he goes. Yes, the around. Okay. Yeah, exactly. See, I know my St. Mary stuff though. I, yeah. I I'm you, I said those names. And you looked at me like who the hell? Are I'm those thoroughly guys? enthralled. I've I've seen Jock play. I mean, I've seen them play. Just like Jock's the only name that stuck out to me. And I'm gonna call him Jock Strap all season. So it's gonna be fun. <laughs> all right, we have four teams left. Tate. Yeah, uh, number fourteen. The North Carolina Tar Heels, the defending national champions, the six-time national champions. Are you concerned about them going to the NIT this year? Not at all. Are you concerned about this being 2010? You said the same thing in 2010 when <laughs> they were ranked. I knew you in 2010. <laughs> you were like 12 years old, and you said, I, "I'll I was never a forget." Spry, you spry said, <laughs> freshman at North Carolina. They were ranked. They were they were preseason ranked sixth in 2010. Yeah, that's higher than they're ranked now. Yeah, but they don't so have this happen. cancer named Larry Drew. And uh, Excuse, sorry, what? Yeah. Larry Drew, the guy who who set the UCLA, who immediately goes the, to UCLA and sets like the Pac-12 record for assists. That or, Larry the Drew? Wear, or the Ware twins, who also went to UCLA and didn't set any records other than you know missed jump shots. So my my question to you are this: We have North Carolina loses like their entire team. They lose Justin Jackson, who was Sacramento ACC Kings, player of the year, sixteen points. You lose Kennedy night. Meeks. You lose Isaiah Hicks. You lose who else? Nate Britt. Am I, should I keep going? Is there anybody else? That's who a great. That's who, a great who, list. Who, who did I miss? Tony Bradley. Yeah. Also lose him. Utah you Jazz, replace him with pick. the 20th best recruiting class in the country, and a guy who averaged 12 points a game for like the worst pit team of all time last Cam year. Cam Johnson. Yeah. He only averaged 12 points a game. He had, Kevin he had, Stallings tried to stop. But he had. He, he had made no it. teammates, and he averaged 12 points a game. You're telling me that those guys can replace like what was lost. 
and they're going to be fine. Well, they're not going to win a national championship, but I think what happens is you have Joel Berry, who's getting no respect. Who he's like is, basically on the third team made of every glass, single list. Who is hurt every other week. Okay, go on. Because he's so competitive he just, and he cares he, so much about the He game. got hurt playing video games. Go ahead. Yeah, punching a wall because he's just too competitive. He can't keep it in the field. We got uh, Theo Pinson. Who can't shoot. Homegrown. Who great point guard. Literally cannot shoot. Like going to be so good. Yeah. Uh, Cam Johnson is going to average like 15 points a game for Again, us. Couldn't even average 15 points a game when he was the only player on pit. Go ahead. 13.9. Uh, and then we're going to have 7th Woods coming off the bench. Going to be great. Who? Yeah, exactly. Look him up. He's got this great oh, yeah. mixtape that okay. a lot of people like. Uh, and then we got Jalik Felton, Raymond Felton's nephew. Mm, okay. Which is going to be great. Yeah. Five-star. So you have... You ha- Some so people you have, are saying he's the next Dennis Smith. So you have basketball players with names. That sounds good. I'm convinced. Yeah, North Carolina. Definitely not going to the NIT. Definitely not going to the NIT. Uh, they're going to be great. I'm really excited for them. I don't even like to talk about North Carolina's podcast because of the negativity. So let's move on. Baylor. <laughs> yeah, Titus, you know what the good thing that happened was, though? The NCAA You Curtis. got away with murder. Yeah. yeah. We got away with murder. We all, we already talked about that for people that didn't hear it. Uh, but we got away with that. There's no no cloud over the program right now. Um, Free and, and clear. Zion, so Zion NIT- Williamson. When Zion Williamson commits, I'm going to have a yep. whole show where I'm just talking about how great his dunks are. I'm, I'm going to really break happy, them all down. I'm really happy that the NIT title banner you win this year is not going to be in jeopardy. <laughs> we, don't win those, we don't That's win those banners. Stuff. That's Virginia. Uh, let's keep it moving. Let's talk about Baylor. I want to talk about Scott Drew. We're back on the, the Big 12 team that we left out. Yes. Scott Drew is here. This was a tease. We we set this whole thing up that we wanted to figure out this whole time, is Scott Drew a good coach? Scott Drew, I think he proved it last year by um, when he got Baylor all the way to rank number one in the country. Yeah. He proved he was a good coach. And then he lost by 21 at West Virginia immediately after that. <laughs> and they were unranked, right, to start the season. So yeah, yeah. they just completely came out of nowhere. They went to Nassau to that Atlantis tournament. It's amazing. blew everybody Scott out. Scott Drew has never won the Big 12. He has – how many – what has he done? He's gone to like – He's gone to two Elite Eights, though. He's got eight NCAA tournaments in 11 seasons. Yeah. that's And they had like two before the program before he got there. So Scott Drew, that would qualify as good coach qualities, but we're still just not sure. They made the mystery's still out there. They made the Sweet 16 last year, lost to South Carolina by 20. Yeah. Um, this is this is just the theme of Scott Drew's life, that his coaching career, that as soon as he does something good, he immediately, for every... What's the, what's the, the, the Drew principle of motion, like for every... Reaction, there's an equal and opposite reaction. reaction. Yeah. What the hell am I saying? I don't know. That's pretty good, though. Is that That's close? exactly what happens You're the nerd. You're the nerd of no. this outfit. Is that close? No, that was perfect. That was really good. <laughs> That's pretty good. much what happens. It's like every time he, he gets ranked number one, then immediately lose by 21 at West Virginia. You make the Sweet 16. I think it's always weird that he always plays at West Virginia every single time yes. he gets to number one. It's like it sets up himself. He's the longest tenured coach in the Big 12, which so, I think is a good trivia question. Oh, is he? Is he yeah. longer than Big Bill Self? Same year. I wonder 2003, who hired first. Yeah. 2004. He was hired first. Oh, so he is this. Because so Roy left to go to North Carolina, and then Bill Self came from Illinois. So uh, they lost Jonathan Motley, who was yeah. like, for a second there, we thought he might win National Player of the Year. And then uh, uh, they lose Ish Wainwright, like the big dude who just like set screens. And they lose Al Freeman. Um, they do have LeCompte back. The best Belgian basketball player, I think, ever. Isn't there? There are a couple, aren't there? I mean, there are a few, but we're just going to go ahead well, and give it to them. Yeah. No okay. I don't know anyone from Belgium. Lecom, uh, and then Luau Achuil Jr., I still can't say his name, mm-hmm. a year later, who last year at this time I said was going to win Big 12 Player of the Year. He did not. No. Frank Mason did. However, <laughs> it's a new year. Player of the year. <laughs> However. <laughs> Double entendre there. It is a new year. Uh, so Luau Achuil averages two and a half blocks. So he had the game last year. Where he had eight points, fourteen rebounds, and seven yeah. block shots against Oregon. I got excited. I said he was going to win National Player of the Year or Big Twelve Player of the Year, whatever it was. He didn't do that, but he's back. He's a, he's you know he's a versatile guy. He shoots threes, I think. He does. So, I think they're going to be good. I just think that it's going to be the typical Baylor season where now that they are on the radar for everyone, yeah. they're going to really struggle early, and then somehow they're going to figure it out in the middle, and then. They're going to lose in the tournament. They're going to finish early. fourth. They're going to finish fourth in the Big 12 or third or something. They're going to beat, like, they're not going to beat Kansas, but they will beat West Virginia at home when West Virginia's ranked, like, ninth. Yeah. And that's going to, you know, like, that's that's just a typical Baylor thing. They'll, they'll win a game in the tournament and lose by 30, and that'll be it. And we'll be right back at square one trying to figure out, was that a good year for Baylor? We don't really know. And that's is Scott Drew a, Scott a good, good coach? coach. Uh, we'll talk about a good coach for real, and that's uh, Michigan, right, with John Beeline? 
Actually John Beeline. Good. We love it. We have Michigan Actually 12. Again, we don't think Michigan's the 12th best team in the country, but Michigan is so fun to watch. They have the best offense like pretty much every year. They lost a ton of guys, though. I'm really concerned about that. They lose Derek Walton. Derek Walton Jr. They lost DJ uh, Wilson. They to lose the Bucks. Zach Irvin, which like for 99% of last season would have been a blessing. And then Most suddenly minutes decided, played in college basketball last season. Was he really? Zach Irvin, yeah. Every Michigan fan hated Zach Irvin until March, and then suddenly he like became good, and they're like, "We love that, Zach Irvin." That was my favorite thing about we him. They him. all complained about him, and yeah. then it just completely he's the flipped. Word, like, he's our guy. He's a, yeah, he's always Need been more our guy. Irvin. Uh, they get they got a transfer from Ohio, Jaron Simmons. Yeah. This guy who I I've seen him play one time in my life is when I went to OU to watch uh, Marcus Keene from Central Michigan mm-hmm. play at Ohio. That was last year, right? Last year. Yep. Uh, Jaron Simmons goes for thirty nine and nine against Central Michigan, and they lost because Marcus Keene had like four thousand points, and um, yeah, just. Destroyed them, but uh, Tron Sims is really, really good. I think he's gonna be good for Michigan. And they got the other what? guy, they got another transfer, Charles Matthews from Kentucky. Oh, yeah, the Kentucky guy, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, so they got two guys that are gonna you know he's on. good because he's from Kentucky and he that's played and he got the practice all last year. That's my favorite. Yeah. Like, the whenever it's a Duke guy or Kentucky guy that transfers and they get a whole year of practice, like Chase Jeter yeah. last year or Derek Thornton, you know, yep. people just lose their mind. Kyle Wilcher with Gonzaga, yeah, they bring back your boy, uh, Wagner too. Yeah, Moritz Wagner, Wagner, he's gonna uh, who, be good. He had one great game, he had one great game. <laughs> Which, and a lot of people thought that he was the one that should have stayed in the draft and not Wilson. Yeah. Everyone was like, I think Wilson. I misremembered what happened last March for Michigan because like I, I, when we were researching this, I was like, yeah, Wagner, he's like averaging 30 in the tournament, wasn't he? And like, nah. He had one good game against Louisville. And, that was and then it was it. pretty much like back to normal. Yeah. Back and, to and then the one. next game he, he was feeling himself too much. May, yeah, and then he just like right. went back to normal. He started feeling himself too much, and, and it went back to normal. But, uh, you know, Michigan is always fun to watch. They they're gonna run up and down. They're gonna shoot threes. Uh, they have Duncan Robinson too. He's a friend of the program. Yep. Um, we love him. Former Division three guy. I think he's a senior this year. Uh, we hope they're gonna score a ton of points. They're they're probably not gonna be as good this year. The Big no. Ten in general is like not that great. Uh, but they're gonna be fun to watch, and we're gonna keep our eye on them. And they got a top ten class for next year, twenty eighteen. They just signed yeah. today, so they'll be back. All right, our last team, and we will wrap this up. The Missouri Tigers. The, the the basically fits the the mold of interesting coach, one interesting player. Do we care about anything else? Do we need to? So the interesting player is Michael Porter Jr., who was the number mm-hmm. one player in the country until Marvin Bagley reclassed, and now everyone thinks he's the number one player in the country, but I'm not really sure about that. The interesting thing is, one of my favorite things is top recruits and their dads getting a job there, right? So yep. look at Michael Beasley in Kansas State when his dad gets a job there as an assistant. So Michael Porter Jr. is a little different, and I mean this in the best way possible. So his dad, Michael Sr., obviously is an assistant coach in Missouri. His brother, Jonte, they get him to reclass and, and go to Missouri. So now they have both Porter brothers. Reclassifying is my favorite thing in college basketball. It's it makes like, no sense. Just, I'm just going to skip my senior high school. But now I have all the academics that I need to get yeah. in school. But it's not just them. On the women's side, he has his sister, Bree, and Sierra that are playing for uh, the coach, uh, Robin Pinkerton, and the sister of his mother, Lisa. So he has literally the entire Porter family runs the basketball program at Missouri. In Missouri? It's... It's like a freaking I don't even know. It's like the mafia. I don't I don't understand how everyone in the family it plays or either coaches at Missouri. But if you're a porter, you're gonna have a great time this year. It's all on the up and up, dude. It, I mean, like I don't. I, it's insane. Nothing sounds wrong about that to me. <laughs> nothing sounds nothing sounds bad to me. Did a porter found Missouri? I don't know. It's so crazy. give me your Kwanzaa Martin thoughts. I loved Quanzo at Missouri State. For people don't know that he went back to everyone thought it was weird that he left Cal, right? Everyone's like, mm-hmm. why would you leave the Cal job to go to Missouri? It was like he was at Missouri State and that's how he really blew up. And so he goes to Missouri, which is the big primo job in Missouri. Quanzo, we know, knows how to get people places. And, you know, Ivan Rabb, Jalen Brown, you go down the list of all these guys. And that's what Quanzo is. I've always enjoyed Quanzo because I know that he knows how to get somewhere where they're going. Mm-hmm. He knows where the bags are. He knows where the bags are. Yeah. This he man, does know where the bags this are. This man has duffels for days. <laughs> and He's a fan of duffel bags for sure. And, I, and I'm a big fan of him. And I've always liked Quanzo. And I don't know how great of a coach he'll be with this team, but I'm excited to see. I know he's going to try harder than Johnny Jones with Ben Simmons at LSU. I know that. So I, I've been indifferent. I was indifferent on Quanzo Martin when he was at Tennessee until 2014 when he in the Sweet 16 like almost beat Michigan, almost went to the Elite Eight, and all of that year, Tennessee fans wanted him fired. They were like, "We we hate this guy. He needs to be fired immediately." Then he goes on an improbable Sweet 16 run, almost makes the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. All the Tennessee fans are like, "Never mind. We love you. 
please stick around. And he just throws up double middle fingers like, nope, <laughs> see you. ya, deuces. Do you remember how mad they were that he wore an orange jacket? They're like, that's Bruce's thing. Yeah. That's Bruce yeah. Pearl's thing. It's like Bruce got in trouble with the NCAA. I don't know if you should be defending his jacket. I wonder what the difference between Kwanzaa and Bruce was. <laughs> <laughs> I had this other note on Kwanzaa. Do you, do you realize that at Purdue, when he was playing at Purdue, he was on the uh, like the three peat teams? Is what the it's like the the greatest history uh, period of Purdue basketball ever. When they, in he was 90s. on those teams, I yeah. knew that was his alma mater because that's what everyone that was. He was like the captain. He was like the he yeah. was like the yeah. So he goes zero for seven in his first two seasons from th- from the three point line at Purdue. Yeah, as a freshman and sophomore, zero for seven combined. Then as a junior, he he goes forty five percent. He hits eighty eight threes his junior year. What? Out of nowhere. Wait, what? Wait, what? And then as a senior, he hits ninety one and shoots forty seven percent from the three point line. He was zero for seven, and then overnight he goes eighty eight for one hundred ninety six from the three point line. Did he get a new coach? No, it was Gene Katie. It was always <laughs> it was, the comb over was always there. And that's uh, yeah, that's Quanzo Martin. Do you think he that's, was just getting blocked with layups, insane? and Katie was just like, "Shoot the damn ball!" Like I'm tired of watching this. And it's it's like it's it, it no, it was like the rookie of the year situation where like yeah. he, he figured out he could throw the, the fastball 100 miles an hour. It's like Quanzo Martin, like the ball he's just been like kind of bounced ball all this time. Yeah, he's just been like kind of shooting layups, and then at one point he's like just kind of looked at the ball and was like, "I'm gonna try to shoot a three and just like swished it. And he's like, "Oh my god, I can do this! I'm really good at this!" And they just started shooting threes more often. So, um, yeah, Missouri. Not going to be good. Do you think? Do you feel like there's like a stench from like the Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz thing that's like bleeding over to this? Where it with feels Porter, like, and I think yeah, that yeah. Porter could actually make them really good. Like yeah. I, I think that in the SEC East, especially, yeah, like yeah. they could definitely make some noise. Like they could win the SEC East, be better. Than, like say Florida takes a step back, they they step up. Georgia's not as good as people think right. they may be, and Missouri is the talk of the town. I think then people will be back on the oh he's the best player in the class. Yeah. He's going to make them good because Simmons and Fultz back to back have pretty much let everyone down. Everyone down, and now Porter Porter's going to get the stench of that where. No one's gonna care. It's like, oh, we don't, we don't want to hear about this guy again. Meanwhile, he's like, what did I do to you guys? I didn't do anything. Meanwhile, if you say anything bad about him, his whole family's there yeah, to attack you. I, I don't. I would yeah. never go to a press conference. So that's our. That's number twenty-five through eleven. Um, we will be back tomorrow with our top ten. Get excited for that. Uh, we'll be back all season though. Two podcasts a week. One shining podcast. We are here for this. We're excited. Tate Frazier's excited. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm excited. So ready. I'm going to keep talking about North Carolina. I know I didn't get enough shots in today, but I'm going to keep bringing them up. Once hey, I get to Duke, it'll yeah, be fun. I have a feeling you'll you'll get your shots in over time. Yeah, yeah. You, this is a, you know you're preemptively know that North Carolina is not going to be good this year. So you're trying to like distance yourself from that and attach yourself to Duke and just like make this like a Duke hatred year rather than a North Carolina love year. I see what you're doing, Tate. It's cool. It's fine. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow with our top ten. In the meantime, um, thank you for listening and uh, save the crew.